Welcome to House of Hoops. It's episode 44. It's Monday, December 14th, 2020, and I'm Jeff Hausman. Let's introduce the rest of the crew. On the phone tonight is Bo Boyer Buckets. What's up? Everybody's shooting threes these days. I might as well start shooting them myself. <laughs> what up, Bo? Also, back with us for the first time in a long time is Josh Vanelli. Up, Jeff? How are you, man? Doing well, buddy. Look who decided to fucking show up, Josh Vanelli. Yep, yep. Had to brush off the old microphone. Good to have you back, man. Thanks, uh, man. It's good to be back. Hell yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate y'all. Let's have some fun. Let's track some hoops. Folks can reach us on Twitter. It's at House of Hoops. H-A-U-S of Hoops. We're on Instagram, at House of Hoops Podcast. You can call us. 900, I'm sorry, it's 901-300-6575. Leave us a voicemail. You get three minutes. Laddie's out this week. But Josh is here, so that's cool. Josh, you're uh, yep. the Mid-South's worst HVAC salesman, I hear. <laughs> the worst? <laughs> that's what I heard. Oh, man. Who'd you hear that from, Jeff? Our buddy Pat told me. Oh, well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> old old Biggerstein. <laughs> what have you been up to, man? You haven't been on in a long time. Oh, man. I've been... Uh, Christmas shopping and buying a new dog and uh, I don't know, just taking care of two kids, hanging out, trying to watch some sports when I get a chance to. I heard that. Let's see, you were on like our second episode ever, if I remember right. Yeah, I came in studio and did a few of them, but uh, yeah, I definitely like coming to the setup. It's just, you know, to make the trek sometimes. Well, not only that, but right now with COVID spiking, it's probably just not a good idea. Right. Which is fine. We can do it over the phone. We'll make it work. It's what we do. Bo. What's up? How was your week? It was pretty good. Yeah? Did uh, birthday celebrations like I talked about last week and uh, had a pretty mellow weekend. Yeah. Did you watch any Christmas shopping done? That's good. Did you watch any uh, preseason basketball? I listened to a little bit of the Grizz last night uh, on the radio. I did some stuff around the house, but that's about all I've I've been all I watch or listen to. I I have a hard time really getting into preseason basketball. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of uh, pointless. But I I kind of look at the stats and 
mm-hmm. read some of the storylines and you know it's been nice to have something on that you can just flip on and kind of watch a little bit or whatever and just watch yeah. some damn hoops uh with the grizzlies i've been trying to watch uh, the second game just ended yeah. uh, grizzlies are two and oh against your wolves there bo that's a good thing the wolves it's a bad thing for the wolves good thing for the grizzlies well, we can get more into the Grizzlies uh, a little bit later here. Is it just me, or did NBA League Pass go like up in price this year? So I was looking at that the other night, and it's in DirecTV. It's not gone up. It's actually just uh, it's still like thirty five bucks a month, or you can pay like a flat two hundred bucks to have it on there. I thought that it was like gone up to like three fifty or four hundred dollars, but that's not the case. Yeah. I think I bought it like mid-season last year, and it was like discounted or something. I haven't looked. How much is it this year? It's two hundred bucks. Two hundred. Yeah, that seems seems about right. Yeah, it's just the over yep. the overhead on the podcast just keeps going up. At <laughs> least you can write it off. Yeah, write it off. And you, you and you have a you get a media pass, so you should get a discount on that stuff. <laughs> Yep, I'll totally take advantage of all those things. Yeah, I'm surprised that the Timberwolves didn't contact me to have me down to the Target Center the, tonight and then two nights ago. It is interesting. Yeah, it'd be funny. I should email them and say, "Hey, look, I got to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. You gotta let me. You gotta, you gotta let me in." Yeah, it's worth a shot. I think I read somewhere they have like these different levels of media passes and. You're like required to go to so many games if you get one, right? Yeah, I mean they're gonna yeah you know, twist twist your arm to go to an NBA game. I mean that's, that's such a bad idea. Yeah, I mean I I, I imagine uh, we could find something to talk about if we went to a game. The the last game that I went to was the let me think about this the Rockets last or yeah last year when we beat them I think we beat them by like I don't know six or eight points. At home, that was the last game I got to go to. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember shit from last year. <laughs> what is the last year? Oh my god! What else this week? I don't know. Not much on my end. Just a lot of working, a lot of uh, drinking. That's <laughs> about it. Played a little golf, I think. Yeah. How'd you, how'd, you, how'd you shoot? Pretty decent. Played at the uh, Windyke Club over there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I hadn't been over there in forever. We had fun. We had a good time. It was uh, the owner of the company I work for and a couple of other manager guys from another store. It's always fun when we get together and play, you know, because it's kind of a laid-back game. And there's a little bit of competition. Yeah. Hmm? There's a little what bit. What do y'all play for? Oh, uh, what do we play for? Well, they decided they wanted to gamble, the, the guys on the other team. Uh, of course, I'm like, yeah, all right, let's do it. <laughs> so I'm fairly certain that my team won. But when it was all said and done, they just kind of grabbed their clubs and left. They didn't really talk about <laughs> what was owed or anything. I, and you know me, I don't really give a shit. So I'm just like, all right, whatever. Right. I just, like, Don't count on me playing for money against you guys next time right right (laughs) 
well, still owe me a vague guess, amount of money from last time. I, I guess that's one way to get out of paying. It's just pack your shit up and just get in the car and go home. Yeah, just don't even talk about it. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Hey, man. Oh. All right, that's about enough goofing around. Let's get into some NBA shit. All right. I'm getting a lot of fucking feedback from you. Okay. <laughs> I think it's your mi- I think it's your mic. Is it dragging on something or? Probably my shirt. But, uh, okay. <laughs> That's the thing with those head. What do they call them? Headphones. I don't know. They're just headphones. Yeah, but I get I get what you're saying. Is that better? Yeah, it's good. All right. All right. Thanks. Just wanted to be sound clean, you know. Yeah. As clean as we can. All right. So, first up in the news, I've been thinking about James Harden a lot. He's kind of been the focal center of the news. It looks like Houston has kind of seen what other teams are getting for marquee players. I mean, look at OKC and even Boston. I mean, what are other teams that have traded marquee players that I'm missing? Well, the Drew Holiday, I think it set the precedent. Yeah. The current precedent, at least that's what people are in the media are saying. Okay. So yeah, they Drew, want yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Pick swaps and at least two good firsts and pick swaps and you know that sort of a haul like that. That's mm-hmm. that's what they want. Yeah, you know they don't just want like the poo poo platter from the Nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Rockets have seen other teams pull in these big hauls, all these draft picks and shit. So apparently, in order to even consider trading Harden, the Rockets are reportedly asking for a return that includes a young franchise cornerstone, several first-round picks, and or up-and-coming players on rookie contracts. They want to try to do what OKC did, what New Orleans did. I just don't know if that's out there for them. I don't know. You're going to have to find somebody that wants to obviously win now, but... I mean, you're like, but you're also leveraging the entire future. And I mean, it's going to take you when, let's say that you put, hypothetically speaking, let's say you put him in uh, with the Nets and he plays with Kyrie and KD. So that works for what, two, three years. And then, you know, after that uh, phase wears off, if you will, and they all go their separate directions, you've given up 20 years worth of picks or 15 years or whatever it is. Yeah, it looks like they want somebody like OKC got SGA from the Clippers. I think Memphis would be willing to give up Dylan Brooks. <laughs> you've kept ta- you, yeah, you've been texting me about Dylan Brooks for hard, and I just don't think the Grizzlies are going to mess with that. Well, here's the other thing I mean, to it. So if you're trading your future for James Harden, you've got to be pretty confident that you're not renting him and you expect him to stick around. Right. He can opt out of his contract after the 21-22 season. He's got a 2022 right. player option. Well, not only that, but he could totally quit on your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just say, hey, my 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 back or my knee hurts. I'm not playing. Mm. So I'm thinking it'd probably have to be like a attractive big market. And he's thrown out a few of his preferred choices, I guess. What is it? Philly, Miami. New oh. Jersey or, or uh, Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. I don't think Miami wants James Harden. I don't think he fits with their culture. Yeah, you might be right. Can Jimmy Butler and James Harden coexist? Well, no. But not only that, but 
Jimmy Butler, he's not I, I, not that I know of. He's not like at the clubs all the time. But Harden's like a club guy. Mm-hmm. Which is probably why he wants to go to Miami. Right, but the Miami, <laughs> like Pat Riley and those guys, like check your body fat and right. You know, you have to meet certain you have certain expectations for performance and behavior, yeah. which is not conducive for James Harden. Plus, I'd like to play defense. And all this sitting out and not reporting to training camp, and I guess he he's going to play in the next game. But if I'm another team and I'm watching him do this shit, I'm turned off by it. I'm saying, who is, who is this guy? He's just going to fucking pull this shit whenever he wants. Like, I don't want this guy around. I certainly don't want to invest my entire future of my franchise in a guy that just you, gives up, doesn't show up to his team for his teammates. You just have to put him in the right situation, though. I feel like if you put him with somebody who lets him do whatever, like, but not so much do whatever he wants to do, but at least gives him free reign to kind of just be himself. And he doesn't feel like he, because he can't be the man. Like, that's obviously proven. He can't carry the entire team. But he can be a strong ass second point guard or second option. Mm-hmm. Hell, put him out in L.A. with Ty Lue and Kawhi. <laughs> I don't know if they don't have any assets to give up. They don't have any way to, way to make that happen. <laughs> they don't have shit. I mean, the, I don't know. Either it's going to be a complete train wreck in Houston, or they'll just trade. They'll trade him to Brooklyn for, you know, the whatever the Brooklyn's got. Yeah, at some, at some point they're going to have to probably give up on their dreams of their big haul it looks like unless some, unless somebody just really wants james Harden, i don't know if i'm minnesota after watching them play two preseason games i'm i'm trading everything for james Harden. Yeah, to your a two-year rental yeah <laughs> at least then you can start over after he's gone well anthony edwards is in his second preseason game yeah i know it's it's preseason I think Harden's best bet is to just stop with this shenanigans, play it out in Houston, and then hit the free agent market, honestly. And if a trade happens this year or next year, it happens. But I'm trying to force Houston's hand. It didn't appear to work out so well. No, because Houston doesn't have to do anything. Because if he leaves, then they just, they're going to suck. If he stays, he'll score 60 points and they'll still suck. Yeah, I think it's hilarious that he wants to play for a contender. But, like, dude, you're on a team, so that means you don't consider yourself a contender. Like right, he, he, he can't, can't do it. He, yeah. he, it's like he knows he can't carry a team. Right. It's wild. It's like, yeah, I don't trust I don't him. I don't trust this guy. I wouldn't trust him. But that being said, I will trade Gorgie Jang and Dylan Brooks for him. <laughs> I said you're going out on a limb there with that trade, huh? Yeah. I think they'd probably have to give up like Valanchunas to make the salaries work. Yeah. I was going to ask Laddie this, but he's not here tonight. I guess he had to work or something. I mean, it is like the Christmas season. So restaurants are busy right now. And he's trying to put food on his family, so he's got to work understand why he's not here but what is it with houston why does it always seem like players kind of hit a low spot in their career when they're there like it always seems like players are always doing better once they leave houston have you guys ever noticed that like in recent years give me a specific example i don't know 
Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Who was the last one? Chris Paul. Melo was a damn mess in OKC. And Dwight Howard sucked ever since he, before Houston. All right. Now he's in Portland, Melo, and he's playing great in preseason so far. He played really well in the bubble last year. It just seems like guys, like, once they get something going on in Houston where it's just not a, a good environment. But Harden's been there a long time. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I think Westbrook's going to thrive. And then, who is it? Uh, Kyle Lowry played at Houston before Toronto. And he, I think he was, like, coming off the bench there. I don't know. It's just so strange sometimes what goes on in Houston. It just... For some reason, it it's like stuck in my head that, for whatever reason, they can't get their careers on track when they're there. They gotta leave. I fully believe that Russell Westbrook is gonna he's gonna have a great season in Washington. He would have a great season anywhere, but I don't know. He had some good stretches actually in Houston. Westbrook did. That may not apply to yeah. him as well as much as it does to like some other players. Yeah, but he still had to share the ball with James Harden. If he's gonna statistically, he's gonna have a great season in Washington because that's gonna be their number one option, and he's gonna take it up and down the court every time. I see. If I can think of any other old Houston players, players that left Houston got better. If I was better prepared, I'd have a list of guys, huh? Yeah, something, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Really, what I was thinking was like Dwight was a disaster there. Harden wants yeah, out the now. Thing, the thing about it is, though, a lot of that falls back on Harden, though, because the, he has to have the ball every single time. Like he has to shoot it, he has to have it, you know. And when you've got somebody else on your team that requires the ball half the amount of time James Harden does, it's, there's going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something there. There is. I think it's the ownership. I think it's the new yeah. owner, Tillman Fertetta. Yeah, I think that's the problem. I it's mean, not. it's just he, they got rid of Moray. Moray said he was going to go take a gap year and be with his family, and then he's the president of basketball ops in Philly like eight days later or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the two right. didn't even quit the job. <laughs> I don't know. Houston's going to be. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to them over the course of the next. I'd say two years. I mean, they could really. This Tillman guy, he may have really. He he hasn't gotten much praise at all as an owner. He's got no praise. Well, they got two years, or whatever. I, I don't know exactly the timeline, but all those Westbrook West Westbrook picks come due in two or three years, so they can be bad now and then, hopefully be up on the upswing they got christian wood who's he's good oh, yeah i don't even know who else they have houston nothing yeah they got nothing man. daniel they, house yeah yeah cool. they yeah they got daniel house they paid him bottom i have demarcus cousins that's right mm-hmm. yeah they signed boogie and john wall and <laughs> they have that huge eric gordon contract yeah they're they're not very good wow John John Wall, I'm starting to buy in on John Wall stock. I think he's I think he'll yeah. be okay there. I hope he is. It'd be great. Yeah, I think that could be a good comeback story for him. I mean, him and him and Boogie together is gonna be an interesting combination. Mm-hmm. They just need to hire Calipari and bring him back to the old school days. 
<laughs> there you go. That would be funny. You know, Fertitta could probably make that happen. They got the uh, Italian connection there. <laughs> yeah. They can... Uh, they can give Cal uh, offer, an offer he can't refuse. Gabagool or some shit. Who knows? <laughs> For the record, Vanelli is Italian, so... Yes. Yeah. You can say things like that. I can get away with it. Sure. <laughs> Steven Silas is going to wake up with a horse head in his bed. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Stop playing Boogie Cousins 40 minutes a game. There is a 100% chance that Boogie gets in a fight within like the first 40 games of the season. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And I hope it, and I, and I hope it's with James Harden. Huh? What is Boogie's temperament going to be now that he's like barely in the league? Does he still have like an attitude? Does he still have, does he still think he, you know, runs the show? Is he, is he an insane person still? Yes. I saw him get into it with a lady at the FedEx forum one night and she was like, she worked there Ooh. and he got mad, but he got mad because I, I guess somebody was waving a towel behind him or something. I don't know. But he like got it mad at her because she wasn't kicking him out of the game. Huh. That sucks. Yeah, no, he's nuts. On and off the court. He's he's got mental issues. Well, I don't know. I don't know about all that. But I do know that he gets a lot of technicals. Yes, he does. He's just from Mobile, Alabama. He's just a wild man. Uh-huh. I was I was born in Mobile now. Come on. All right. No. I actually was born in Mobile, but Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Harden, Houston, we'll see. He is going to play in the next preseason game, apparently. So we'll see what happens. The uh, season starts very soon. It does. 22nd, right? So that's a uh, Wednesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, I think. Yeah, next Tuesday. It's just a week and a day away. It is. Holy shit. I mean, we're going to know very soon is the point. What's going on with James Harden and what James Harden we're getting. And he could still get traded. Who knows? We'll watch. We'll see. He's going to come out and drop 70 on the Spurs. That would be hilarious if he came out and just he was awesome and great. All of a sudden, people want to He is awesome and great. Mm-hmm. He's just, but does he come out and sag off, or does he come out and just play Harden game? I think he comes out and just plays Harden game. Yeah, I think he'll be good. That's about all I got for James Harden. Yeah, it's good. it's a goofy situation. I don't I don't know if it's going to get resolved anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Tough spot for the player, I I suppose. But you signed that contract, dude. Exactly. It's kind of a shame that that's how it has to be. Mm-hmm. You can't just stick it out. I guess it was the new ownership, and it was Maury, Daryl Maury, leaving. He he doesn't trust the future of the franchise any longer. Was it? All right. So I feel like I talked about this one last time I came on here, but I feel like I heard somewhere that the old Rockets GM refused to pay anything in like uh, salary cap tax or whatever. Oh, Leslie Alexander, the old owner. I mean, that sounds, I think, yeah, they'd always avoid the tax. Right. And so I think that played a factor into what the situation is now to where they're like, okay, there's so much money we have to work with and we're not going over this. 
out no matter what. And James Harden's probably pissed about that for some odd-ass reasons, considering his contract probably eats up the majority of it. Yeah, could be. When you take that big-ass contract, you're sucking up all the fucking cap, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) We can't afford to get anybody else because your your ass is taking up three-fourths of the contract space. Oh, then Maury left, and then... D'Antoni was gone, and he's looking around. He's saying, all right, what are y'all going to do to build this team better? And then they bring in a first-time head coach. It's like, fuck. Who else got better when they left Houston? Yao Ming? For some reason, it just is in my head that that's happened numerous times. Just from vaguely keeping up with the Rockets. Oh, here's one I missed. Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell played for the Rockets. Yes, he did. In 15-16 with Michael Beasley. How many times did Robert Covington play for Houston? How many times? Yeah, he played seven games for Houston first time around. All right, there it is. Hey. I had like a fucking update on my laptop. I I had to uninstall and reinstall Zoom, sorry. It's all good. I made it after the 15th try. It's all good, brother. All right. So we found another one. It was Montrez Harrell. He was left Houston. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Montrez, Montrez playing for, isn't he with the Lakers right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. They ain't got no loyalty. That's <laughs> That team is so insane, and they don't. And the in LA has like LA fans don't really even know what they've got yet. No, they have no idea what they have yet. I think real fans know what they have. The Lakers are going to be the fa- fucking unstoppable. The fact the fact yeah. that you can the fact that you can sit Anthony or Anthony Davis down and bring Marcus all off the bench if you wanted to mm-hmm. is it's you're not going to score a lot of points. No, they're they're nasty, man. They got they won the world championship and then got better. Yeah. <laughs> that's, where, that's not usual. Usually, like, guys get pulled off of your team as, like, free agents and shit. No, you can bring Gasol in for, like, 15 minutes a night, and he's going to – defense is going to get – this is going to stay about the same. That's my, that's my point. When you yeah. start running – when you start running a second, you know, a second string out there, you're – I mean, you're just going to dominate people. And you can even run the. And what's crazy is Gasol does not even want to score. He didn't. He just. He. You just run the damn offense through him. Right. Just give it to him at the high post, or top of the key, or whatever, and he'll make a play for you. I've never really said yep. this about LeBron James, but I'm actually super excited to watch LeBron James and Marc Gasol play together. Oh yeah, I, I, I dude. Like uh, yeah. It's gonna be ridiculous. I mean, I'm kind of in the Kevin O'Connor school of LeBron James, just like. He's he's fucking awesome and just enjoy it while we can. I don't, it's not so much of not enjoying it while you can for me, but having to see Marcus Gasol in a Lakers jersey just makes my stomach turn a little bit. I, it doesn't bother me. I, I'm kind of gotten over the Lakers thing a little bit because <sighs> I, I like. I mean, they did get Anthony Davis, and that was ridiculous. But I'm I, I'm ultimately pulling for Le, LeBron. I don't I don't care what le, jersey he's in. It was fun so to watch much. Dirk win his championship against LeBron. You guys know who Larry Finch is, right? Yeah. Played for, yeah. The, played for the Memphis Tigers, played ABA ball for the Tams, the pros. 
He was drafted to the Lakers back in the 70s. I was talking to Larry Finch's brother, actually, who's, you know, he's around town here and there. His name's uh, Ron. Mm -hmm. Super cool dude. Super nice guy. I don't usually, like, bother him too much, but he loves to talk hoops. And he was telling me that the reason there's so many Laker fans in Memphis is because when Larry Finch went to the NBA, he was drafted by the Lakers. And that just kind of stuck with Memphis. This Laker-Memphis connection has just kind of always been there. And now having Mark out there, and if he wins a title with L.A., I mean, it's just going to intensify this Laker love in Memphis, I think. I mean, you go to you go to you've been to a Lakers game here in Memphis. I know both of you probably have. It oh, is yeah. seriously probably eighty five percent Laker fans. There's a lot of purple in the stands. It's crazy. Yeah, but I think a lot of that. Not to distract from your point, I think the point you make is, you know, it's kind of like the Steelers have fans in Memphis, the Cowboys have fans in Memphis. It's kind of that that fandom was rooted in the seventies, and I see I see your point, but I think the Lakers have fans everywhere and people drive from wherever in Arkansas or Mississippi or Missouri or Kentucky to come see the Lakers play. Mm -hmm. I remember back in 06, 07 or whatever it was when the, the championship Pistons were still together with Billups and Sheed and all those dudes, you'd go to a Pistons game and there'd be like people in Pistons jerseys. And it's like, what the Pistons in Memphis? What? I think fans just travel. Yeah. And Memphis does have a, like a lot of transplant people that just kind of end up here uh for work if absolutely yeah not even just fedex but like international paper and well there's a lot of businesses here really medtronic well and also i also think too it's it's a memphis is an affordable town to go like visit and travel to as well Mm -hmm. so if you get people that just are going to go on vacation go to memphis and it just so happens that you know, there's an NBA game around the corner that night. You know, they'll spend the money to go just because it's not seven hundred fifty dollars for a ticket or something. I mean, it's not New, it's not New York or LA or whatever. Right. This might sound nuts to you, but people actually come from all over the country to just go to Tunica. <laughs> they do. <laughs> this is like a pit stop for a lot of people that are maybe traveling across country or maybe they're swinging by here on their way to somewhere else but yeah. they'll go and they'll stay in tunica and yeah hell if you got the lakers in town and you're down in tunica and you're saying how far of a drive is it what if 30 minutes all right yeah we can go to a grizzlies lakers game or if iverson was in town whoever it was karan butler with the wizards i mean that was a big draw yep big that, that was a big that was draw. kind of a joke it's kind of a really not a good joke (laughs) well i know i know that um i know tunica like has uh, those uh, courtside seats to where if you're a premium member with their services uh, you they'll give you those as well and drive you up here too so hell if you can get a dd to drive you up here in a limo to go to a grizzlies game that'd be fun yeah mgm Gold Strike has been a sponsor for the Grizzlies for years and years. There's a connection there for sure. I've never hit up Gold Strike for Grizzlies tickets. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I've asked a few times while I'm down there, but to no avail. All right, we're kind of getting uh, bogged down a little bit. Off the rails. Last time I looked, we were at 30 minutes. We probably are at like 30 minutes right now, but what else happened in the news? I kind of like, I don't know, I didn't really see a lot of other things worth us talking about besides this whole like James Harden thing. I saw that Thon, I forgot Thon Maker was on the the Cavs. I thought that was interesting. Another big man. Cavs, Cavs uh, got them all. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But that, uh, I thought kidding? that was. A, I, I don't even know what his contract is. It doesn't matter. Does he play for the Cavs? He's on the Cavs. Yeah, oh, okay. Is. I can't tell when you're being serious right now. He actually is on the Cavs. He is in the Cavaliers. <laughs> Thon Maker. I thought he'd be better. He hasn't really well, shown me shit. Oh, yeah, the, the Kyrie thing with the yeah. pawns and the media. I, hey, I mean, he won't talk to us, so must be something going on. I want to see James Wiseman play. Yeah, yeah that would be cool. I, I flipped on a uh, Warriors game the other night, preseason game, and uh, I was like, all right, where's Wiseman? I was like, oh, yeah, he's not playing. Well, turn this off. Yeah, I want to see Wiseman running around with Curry and Draymond and all of them. And I, I wish Clay was out there just because I think it would be interesting to see how that whole like um, that whole matchup works together. But yeah, I think Wiseman's going to be Wiseman's going to be an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. I think so. It, I don't know how many minutes he's going to get though. Uh, are they going to play small ball? Are they going to put an extra wing out there instead? I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think he plays probably. I I hope he gets twenty five minutes a game as a rookie. I think he will. I think the I think they're gonna suck. So mm, I don't know about that. I could. I don't think they're. I, I don't see, think they're gonna be. I could see. Curry, I think they're gonna be. Mm, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I could see Curry having an MVP season. I could see it. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Um, I mean, I could see them kind of in that five to eight range for the playoffs. Okay. But I don't see them exceeding the, those expectations. You think they're better or worse than Phoenix? Worse. Huh. All right. I got to disagree on there. Wait, where, I don't do, know. where do you think uh, Golden State finishes, Finelli? I could see them getting in as like a six, fifth or a six seed. Okay. Just right there in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think they're going to light the world on fire, but I think Steph Curry will have a damn good year, uh, especially since Clay Thompson's out. Oh, he's going to be diamond and dishing, jacking up threes. I think he's perfectly healthy. I think you're, we're going to see vintage Curry. Well, I think we might, but I don't know if it's going to be enough. Yeah, well, they got a couple of wings they can throw in there. They got the Ubre Jr. guy, and they got Baysmore, Kent Baysmore. They got some things just, they can throw out at, at other teams. I mean, I, I agree that Curry is like he's one of the best players ever, probably top twenty. But Wiggins. maybe even fucking Wiggins. Where, who did I hear? Someone was saying. <laughs> who, where did I hear that? Uh, was it Simmons or who was it saying that 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 Wiggins is the new Jeff Green? Oh. Huh. <laughs> I forgot who said that, but not my idea, but I agree with it. 
but I think I mean I think Curry's gonna be awesome. But you're if you don't have Clay Thompson, I just yeah. But instead of Clay, you have this rim running athletic seven footer. Obviously, Curry is better than Damian Lillard, but Damian Lillard, those guys, they had a good run in the bubble, but the Blazers struggled even when Lillard was super healthy. I don't think that this Warriors team is any better than any of those Blazers teams that Lillard's run with. Hmm. Okay. That's a good point. I just think, I think Clay is that fucking good. Mm-hmm. And like the, the mat, like putting Clay and Steph together, I put Clay with, with Lillard. Shit. Well, Lillard doesn't have Draymond Green, but yeah, I see. No, you're right. Well, Lillard didn't have Draymond or Clay. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I think a Warriors in Portland, that's a pretty decent comp, actually. I think those two teams. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. I think five to eight, I'm, I'm, I think is reasonable, but mm. outside of that, no way. All right. What else did we? What else was in the news? Anything, or should we move on? Oh uh, well, the Knicks have the longest winning streak in NBA history, apparently. The what? Yeah. The longest so they pre-season? winning streak. No. So <laughs> this is not me. This is I read this on I saw this on Reddit and I thought it was pretty pretty awesome. Please, so, say, please say the username. <laughs> uh, shout out to Revolt of Gira, something like that. All he right. or he or she or they, whichever. Uh-huh. Uh, you didn't hear it wrong. We won all of our games since March 11th, 2020. And this makes this the longest winning streak in NBA history. The streak started with the Hawks match, and it still continues after 270 plus days. The 73 and 9 Warriors had a record with 186 days without losing. You have witnessed history tonight. Shout out to Julius Randle and Nerlens Noel for making this possible. <laughs> That's my <laughs> Knicks. <laughs> I'm a Knicks fan now. Oh, man. It's pretty funny. It's a little goofy little nugget. I, I like that one. And uh, oh, JJ Barea. Uh, the Mavs signed him to the one-year minimum and then waived him. Yeah. So shout Happy out trails. JJ Barea. Happy trails, JJ. <laughs> I always remember. I always good. remember J. I always remember JJ Barea. Well, who did he get in a fight with at one time? Uh, Gravity. The Marcus Cousins. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was somebody ridiculous. I don't know. Anyways, they got into it in the middle of the court. And I just remember him running up to this fucking grown ass dude, and like, he just looked like Santa's a little helper, like trying to just like fight this guy. Oh, are you height shaming him, Vanilli? Dude, he's he's like five foot two. I mean, like, <laughs> running up to a dude that's like six ten, you, you're at a disadvantage. That thing on your shirt, every time it sc- it moves, all I can hear is scratching when you're talking. Oh. <laughs> it sounds like you're grinding pepper or something while you're talking. <laughs> I may. I'm making lasagna. Yeah. No, kidding. Those things are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you had like AirPods or something. No. Fuck. Never had any AirPods. Those are those seem to work out pretty well. I'll get a I'll get a headset for you. Yeah. Yeah, you could probably pick one up. Plugs into your computer pretty cheap. 
What yeah, what was yours, sure. Bo? Like fifteen bucks? These were thirty pre pandemic. Or maybe there were twenty pre pandemic and I think they're more expensive now because everybody wants a pair. Mm. All right. Anything <laughs> else in the news? <laughs> no. No. There's no news this I week. Got... It's just preseason. Yeah, fuck it. So Bo, you had said you wanted to do uh a segment this week. I went ahead and named it for you. I'm calling it Bo's Research of the Week. Oh, Lordy. All right. So what did you want to pull up? What did you want to look at? I was just going to look at, just real quick, run through all 30 teams, if if we have time for that, and look at, I'm going to use Basketball Monster as my reference, their projections, and look at who their top minutes guy is for each team. Okay. Or at least rattle off the top. All right. So, what do you want to do? Top minutes guy or top three, and then pick one guy to talk about? No, it doesn't matter. We'll just let that flow. But I went ahead and I printed off the top minutes played for the entire league, so I can reference where that per- where the person that you're talking about is within the entire league in minutes played last year. Okay. We'll start in alphabetical order. I'll just say the top three guys for the Hawks, and we can pick one guy to talk about. Trey Young, John Collins, or Bogdan Bogdanovich. Okay. Trey Young is the 29th position. He's ranks 29th in minutes played in the league, so that's pretty good. What do we expect from him? I don't know if – is he, he going to be able to run that team? I would think so. I mean, they did bring in Chris Dunn, who you would think would cover up for some of his defensive flaws. And they've got Gallo. And, I mean, yeah, they're, he's a good – he's an underrated passer. Or he's a good passer, at least. So, yeah, I think Trey Young will have a good year. I don't see why he wouldn't. It, it seems like the Atlanta front office wants to make the the playoffs. They got Bogdan, and they got uh, Gallinari. So – which makes no sense. I mean, Sacramento's they're just stupid. Like, why would they not like, okay, well, we're not gonna pay Bogdan fair market value, so let's trade him last trade deadline. Anyway, you suck, Sacramento. Stupid, stupid. Uh Bogdanovich ranked ninety seventh overall in the league in minutes played. So anyway, Trey Young will be fun this year. All right. Moving on to alphabetical order, Brooklyn Nets. It's a tie. Josh Lloyd, a basketball monster, has Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant tied at 33 minutes a game. Second or third behind that is Joe Harris. Now and Karis, Karis Levert. To so we could we can do a quick run through of Kyrie and Durant. How many like do you think you guys they're gonna play a bunch of games? I want to clarify Take, real quick. These are minutes per game projections. Yes. Okay, just checking. Gotcha. Projected minutes per game from Josh Lloyd, the Australian fantasy basketball analyst at basketballmonster.com. I mean, with those guys, it's kind of cut and dry, isn't it? I mean, they're both going to take all the shots, handle the ball. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty It's pretty straightforward. And I think there'll be, I don't know if Steve Nash and D'Antoni are going to stagger those dudes on their off days or – you know what? I mean, they're in the East, so they can they'll make the playoffs. I, I would assume fairly easily. Yeah, you would think. Uh, with them, I, I don't, I don't yeah. know if home home court advantage matters much this year. So, I'll be interested to see whether or not those guys can get their teammates involved 
they can share the ball and keep their teammates motivated to keep playing through the grind of the season. I understand right. in the playoffs it'll be those two guys, but they can't carry the load all year. So, yeah, Karis Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie, see if they can keep those guys motivated. I think it's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> when it when it explodes, I, I don't. Nobody knows, but between Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, there's there's bound to be some butt hurt drama at some point or another. Mm. All right. I'm not sure it'll happen. I feel like those guys are old enough now and they're on the same page. Like Kyrie can't pull that shit with Durant. I feel like Durant's I don't know matured over the years. He's learned from his mistakes. I don't know about all that, but all right. you know. So you think it'll be a total meltdown? <laughs> At some point I do, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. That's a take. He does right. not trust these men to play basketball together harmoniously. You think that something crazy will happen. What's what's going to happen? Kevin Durant's going to get back on the, the burner accounts. and Something besides just normal fucking team shit? I, just, I, don't, I think it's going to be a disaster because I don't think that they're going to be able to keep it together for a long haul. I mean, you're going to see – I think you'll see flashes – of success, but I don't think when it's all said and done, it's going to mean much of shit because they're not going to win anything. All right. Want to go on? Let's move on. All right. Let's see. So we were on Brooklyn. So next is Boston. So Josh Lloyd has got three players playing the same amount of minutes at 34 minutes a game. Tatum, Smart, and Brown. I guess we can talk about Tatum. Do you think he's going to take a leap this year? And what do you think his season looks like? All right. Jason Tatum is 15th in minutes played last year overall. Uh, I expect more from Tatum. Every year I expect more from Tatum. He's done nothing but groan since he started. Every year you're getting more and more out of him. He's not going to settle until he's the fucking MVP. That's what I think. I have to agree with you on that one, bro. Yeah, I think he'll be fun to watch and really good this year. Mm -hmm. And then I yeah, I think he'll pick up some more of the playmaking slack with Gordon Hayward out of the offense and Kemba's out too for ah, you know, until who, who knows when. Kemba. Damn it. I was I was hoping for Boston's sake that Kemba would be like prime Charlotte Kemba and I I don't know if I've really seen much of that with them. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I think that's pretty straightforward. I think we can move on to the next. What was the other guy, though? Um, Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. I'm trying to find him on the list. Jalen Brown, where are you? This list thing was like a good idea in hindsight, but now like it's the, all the names are just starting to look the same as I run through the list. <laughs> you got to use a computer thing where you can just control F it. Oh, wait, you don't use a computer. Kemba was at 106 in minutes played. 106th player. Where's some more Boston guys? Marcus Smart yes. was 66th. Heavy minutes for uh, Marcus Smart. <clears throat> Marcus Smart. Jalen Brown was 63 overall. So they're three guys. They got four guys in the top 100. Three of them in the top 
65, we'll say. All right. It's heavy work. It's just ridiculous when you look on here and see that Taco Fall is seven foot five. Sorry, I'm looking at the Boston uh, roster, and you just go through on height, and it's like six six five eleven, and it's just seven five. Like it just stands out. Uh, yeah, he's like a foot taller than everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You think he'll play? I don't know. If his knees will allow it, I, that's what worries me about that dude. I'm afraid like his leg's gonna get like bent backwards and he'll never walk again or some shit. Gross, dude. I mean, seven guys, seven five guys have played in the league before. <laughs> yeah, but how long have they lasted? Yao Ming did pretty good. Seven six. Shit. <laughs> Manute Bowl had a long career. He was a thousand though when he came in the league. Yeah, apparently he was like forty when he was drafted. <laughs> Hit the dude came out and retired like police officer or something. <laughs> let's go to the next one, Bo. All right. Um, let's see. We were at Boston and we're going to Charlotte. So Gordon Hayward. We've got him at how many minutes? 34 minutes a game. 107th overall last year. Not surprising. I think I think if he can somewhat stay healthy, Charlotte's got another option but to let it let it let it ride. And I think they have no option but to let it the offense flow through Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Did you watch any of Charlotte preseason games yet? Not yet. I, mean, I saw some highlights of my guy LaMelo Ball. Yeah, your guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you a LaMelo Ball fan? I uh, know um a couple episodes ago I I I got very excited about the mellow ball. <laughs> the draft got to you. Hey, listen to this. No. Last year, Terry Rozier was 21st overall in the league in minutes played. There's your fucking three-headed monster at, in Charlotte at the guard spot. I know they got, they got a lot of ball handlers. And Malik Monk, too. Mm-hmm. Malik Monk and then uh, Devontae Graham. I saw him earlier. Uh, I don't know where he went. But he's definitely like in the top hundred. Anyway, so what do we what do we want to know about their top minute guy? Who's it? Gordon Hayward. We're just gonna watch him take the reins and do whatever. I think he'll be fine, but I don't. I'm not gonna look for him to light the world on fire either. No, Devontae Graham think, was 17th overall in the league. Sorry. Who's the damn coach in Charlotte? I don't even remember. It's not Steve Clipper anymore because he's in Orlando. Oh, James Borrego, that's right. The Spurs guy. Uh, All right, what about him? I just don't know much about his system, but you presume he's going to – I mean, they just signed Gordon Hayward to that big contract, so they're going to run Hayward dry. Sure, sure. They they got Hayward as a big minutes guy, and we'll see. Yeah, and then and then Rozier and Graham are also heavy minute guys, and they're gonna add. You're gonna add a ball to that. All right, Bola was coming off the bench in preseason so far. Has not really shown much. He can throw well, some passes. I can see that. Well, it's his second game, and he played in Australia and got hurt. So, mm-hmm. anyhow, yeah, ease him in. Why not? All right, should we move on to Billy Donovan and the Chicago Bulls? Yeah, well, this is gonna take us like another hour. Let's just bust through this. We don't need to spend set a timer thirty seconds. Right. All right. Let's just narrow it down. Let's cut it down to like one guy. 
like our our projected minutes leader, unless it's two guys that are really close. Because, like, all right, let's go. Let me just just do it quick. Like, I'll set a timer for thirty seconds. All right. And we just go quick. So Chicago, the two top guys I think are worth mentioning: Zach Levine and Kobe White. I think Kobe White's probably the more interesting guy to talk about. I th- you know, he's a second-year point guard. So if they're going to give him 30-plus minutes a night, I think there's room for improvement, and we'll, he'll essentially sink or swim this year. It'll be fun to watch. Big Kobe White fan. Yeah, I like Kobe. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely rooting for him. So that's fun. All right, anything on Levine, or should we move on? Zach Levine was 36th overall in the league. In minutes last year, Chicago's second guy was. It's not going to be good. It's it's maybe a top one hundred. Kobe White one nineteen. So Levine's definitely carrying the weight in minutes last year. Oh yeah, yeah. Kobe White run him. I say yeah. play like you're the Bulls. You got a new GM, new coach. You're kind of starting from scratch. Kobe White's the shiny new toy. Run that dude. I agree. And then, you know, let Levine run out there too. All right. Cleveland's next. I think we can skip this one. They've got Drummond and Love. Uh, well, let's see. You know, Colin Sexton. Sexton as a top men's guy. I mean, kind of you can repeat what you said about Kobe White with Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think there's much to say. And Yeah, I wish I was more interested in cleveland but i'm um, just they didn't do anything to spark my interest in the off season no it's nothing it, to talk about we can let's just skip it move on yeah, to dallas they're just running a bunch of fucking garbage out there they they need vision they need clarity within their organization what they're trying to do yeah so darius garland i don't even know who that is he's 90th in the league last year in minutes yeah. All right. All right. So Dallas, the projected top minutes guys, Luca. I don't think there's much to say. Luca's fucking no. awesome. Luca's amazing. I will say that Tim Hardaway Jr. was 35th in the league last year in minutes. I assume he's still on Dallas. Didn't they trade him? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It doesn't. I don't have whether or not these guys are still on their rosters, but. No, he's still there. Luca was forty fifth overall, so he's he was already getting heavy minutes. If you're in the top fifty, you're, you're yeah. They have your your heavy minutes. They have five guys projected in the in thirty plus minutes. But anyway, moving on, we're still in the D's. We got a long way to go. This top tier, though, there's the top top ten in minutes played is like five hundred more minutes than Luca played on the season. Just for reference. All right, what's up? Uh, Denver's next with Jokic and Murray at 33 minutes. And they actually, what's interesting is Josh Lloyd has got Michael Porter Jr. projected at 30 minutes a game, which I find interesting. So maybe we can talk about Porter Jr. Uh, Jokic was 11th overall in minutes played. That's heavy, heavy usage. Mm -hmm. Played every game. He's got him playing 72 games. I guess it's a 71 games. It's a 72-game season. Anyway, I think I think the Nuggets stuff is pretty straightforward. No surprises other than the Porter Jr. being projected as third most minutes on the team. We'll see if that happens. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. It is interesting. 
Jamal Murray was 71st overall with yeah with the the kid the Porter Jr. kid we'll see if he gets those heavy minutes with his injury history if that's even a good idea I guess shit or get off the pot (laughs) or you could slow play the guy like that and kind of reduce wear well we'll see yeah I mean these projections are coming from Josh Lloyd who reads all that stuff and is more tuned into the beat writers than I am. Sure, 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 sure. Um, Porter, it's a good, yeah. Porter Jr. was 270th in minutes played last season. Huh. <laughs> it's probably where he needs um, to stay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right. So moving on back to the Great Lakes to the Detroit. This is interesting. He has Josh Lloyd has got Jeremiah Grant for Detroit uh, projected at 33 minutes a game hmm. for the most. And the second second and third most for Detroit is Killian Hayes and Blake Griffin. And then it goes down Mason Plumley and Derek Rose after that. So weird roster in Detroit. Yes. I, not much to say. I think Jeremiah Grant, they paid him. He's sort of a three and D wing. I guess he can hit threes. So he's going to get minutes and that's that. I don't think there's really much to say other than Grant was on, he's on Denver last year, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So Detroit, Detroit's one of those teams that I want so bad to like deep dive into and get to know. But then I, I look, I glance at the roster and I'm like, I don't want to know anything about this. I know it's a mess. And, um, Omar Asenki, he um he was on the he was on the Grizzlies beat beat with the athletic two years ago. Now he's he's from Detroit and he's doing the Detroit thing now. So I still follow him on Twitter. I follow what he writes. It's pretty he, he's a smart guy. So Detroit's like top three guys in minutes were Langston Galloway, Tony Snell, and Bruce Brown. Yeah. Last year, all in the hundreds overall. So I don't know. But Unless I'm missing something here, I don't see anything in the top 100. Shall we? Yeah, so next is Golden State. And Steph Curry's number one in minutes at 35 minutes a game, and then it goes down. Essentially, all four of the next are Kelly Oubre, Jr., Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Wiseman, which I feel like we can essentially move on. We kind of talked about the Warriors and their rotation. What is his minutes ago- projection on Wiseman? Sorry. Uh, Wiseman, he's got him at 25 minutes a game. Okay. And he's projecting him to average 11 points, eight rebounds, and a block and a half. Okay. Vanelli, what do you have to say to that? <laughs> I mean, that's realistic, I'd say. I think he can do that. I think he can average 11 points a game. All right. The heavy Warriors minutes guys last year like eric pascal uh what 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 are does it say his minutes for eric pascal this yeah pascal he's got him at 23 minutes a game looney yeah actually didn't play last year so we don't talk about that yeah so that was like the leading minute man for the warriors last year and he's projected at under 25 minutes a game okay yeah all right next all right well Next is in the year ABCs would go H G H 
and we got the the John Wall James Harden show, mm. and it's James Harden at thirty five minutes, and we kind of covered these guys. He's got Cousins at they're twenty four minutes a game, averaging twelve points, about nine rebounds, still in a block a game, solid double double. Thereabouts, yeah, and then. Christian Wood is the the upside guy, breakout candidate on the Rockets at 30 minutes a game, 31 minutes a game. He's got him at 18 points a game and 10 rebounds a game. Okay. James Harden, this will be interesting, is the third overall player in the NBA with minutes last year. Mm-hmm. So that's so. heavy, heavy usage. Yeah. You should look up and see how many free throws he takes in a season, too. Okay, he took 800 free throw attempts, made 692. Put that in perspective, let's say Damian Lillard took 518 and made 460. Right. And Lillard kind of hunts them down too, you know? So James Harden got almost 300, or right at about 300 more foul calls Mm -hmm. for him. Yeah, pretty crazy, huh? Even crazier when you look at like what a normal guard shoots. Like, let's look at Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum shot 313 free throws and made 254. That's less than half of what James Harden got in free throws. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure James Harden and Russell Westbrook has led that category for years on end for a while. Yeah, I don't know where Westbrook is on minutes. Free throws for Westbrook, 380 free throws made 290, 380. So it's still under half of what Harden shot. Well, it would make sense, too, because the other half of the time, James Harden has the ball. (laughs) Yeah, there's nobody nobody even close to 800 free throws attempted in the league. It's just Harden. God, no. It's just Harden. I'm looking at it. It's just Harden. All right, Bo. All right, next up, we have the Indiana Pacers of Indiana. (laughs) And you've got Malcolm Brogdon and Sabonis, kind of the top two guys. Okay. Depot, was Depot, I can't remember, was he hurt? What was going on? Yes. Is he finally coming off that uh, ruptured quadriceps tendon? Dude, I saw something that he had soreness. Recent is this week. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to, what he's going to be. So it's Sabonis or Brogdon. They're kind of neck and neck. He, Josh Lloyd's got Sabonis at 35 minutes projected and then Malcolm Brogdon at 33 minutes. Both those dudes are really good. If if those were my two best players on my favorite NBA team, I would be less than excited, I guess. Now, I like both those players, but, man, that is, that is a sorry-ass well, it's, two. it's a fucking team thing in Indiana, and they're gonna play faster this season. I yeah, but man, if the Grizzlies if like are the <laughs> rolling that terrible, out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sabonis it's like you have bill, 20, 20, sorry, kid billboards or billboards around town, round town Sabonis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now Sabonis was he's all right. He played every game, played sixty two games. He was twenty second in minutes played. For the season, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at that on paper. I'm like, damn. Yeah, it's. I'd it's, much rather have John ja Morant. 
and a and a healing meniscus Jaron Jackson instead of uh, Sabonis' twenty five percent three three point percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he goes in, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough sell for the fans. No, luckily there will be no fans, so whatever. Well, they still they gotta <laughs> sell shit. <laughs> They gotta sell. They gotta sell jerseys more than ever, and they're they're leading jersey man. It's supposed to be Sabonis. All right, all right. Deep Indiana, Indiana. Right. I don't know. Whatever. Indiana. They got. I like those dudes, but not. I don't want them. I don't like that team. They're jammed up in middle of the pack land. Miles Turner was eighty eighth in minutes. Miles Turner's. I think that's the guy that they look at to be more effective i love miles turner are they trade him i don't know they, they feel like they moved away and the league's moved away from turner fuck but. that i like miles i have you watched him play he's a good basketball player yeah energy effort i love him all right next all right we've got the los angeles clippers of los angeles <laughs> and you got i, I mean it depends on how many games they play, but you got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George at the top. And I think the most, as far as looking at this team, the most glaring difference is going to be Serge Ibaka for Montrose Harrell. Mm-hmm. And maybe Ibaka's more, you know, I, I read the point that Ibaka and Kawhi won a championship together. So maybe there can be some chemistry there. And Ibaka's more, he's happy to play a role. Mm-hmm. He's happy not to take a ton of shots, or he's happy to take, you know, go ten for twelve one night. So yeah, that that sounds right. So maybe maybe there's a little bit of better chemistry with that. I don't know, but there's not not much else to talk about with Kawhi and Paul George. Paul George got that massive extension, and the team's about the same. Other than that, oh, they did sign Batum. It looks like, but I got nothing on the Clippers other other than that. Montrez, the former sixth man of the year. Was mm-hmm. 105th in minutes. That's high minutes for a bench guy. Yeah. Clippers, they don't have any high minute guys. It's Lou Williams at like yeah. 80, 79, and also a bench guy. Like they're like the Clippers' highest minute players last season were coming off the bench. All right, Bo. Lakers, it's much of the same. AD and LeBron. And Harold and Schroeder as the upgrades. Obviously, Gasol, I think, is the most interesting piece here for us. And Josh Lloyd has Gasol playing 23 minutes a game, averaging six points a game, five rebounds, two and a half assists, a little less than a steal and a block a game. Yeah, that's incredible for somebody coming off the bench. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, yeah, there's, not, there's really not much else to say about the Lakers. I think we can move on to... The M, which I could, is I could tell Morant. you, real, I could tell you real quick, real quick, real quick with the Lakers. AD and LeBron. LeBron was fourteen. AD was twenty six in minutes played last year. Yeah, high minute usage, as opposed to yes. what the Clippers are doing with low minute usage in their starters. So Grizz, we've got Morant leading the way at thirty four minutes a game, and. For you Grizz fans, Josh Lloyd has got your John Morant averaging 21.5 points and eight assists a game. So should be fun. Mm-hmm. I'll take those numbers all day long. 
I got a fun one for you. Who do you think the leading minutes man was for the Grizzlies last year? Josh, don't answer. Dylan Brooks. Yes, sir. Dylan Brooks, 31st overall in the league. That is high usage for Dylan Brooks. John Morant was at 40th, not far behind. It'll be, it'll be a fun year. Memphis, um, yeah. I mean, Valanciunas is heavy minutes. We know because we're Memphis fans, but... Yeah, those three guys, Dylan, Jaw, and Valanciunas, are, are probably going to be the heavy minute guys. What do we expect? We expect double doubles from Valanciunas, double doubles from Jaw <laughs> Morant, and 20 points from Dylan every damn night. Dylan's always going to be your X Factor, but yeah. I've, he looked good in preseason so far. Like his uh, court awareness, he's not just burying his head and taking it to the lane, he's making passes. He looks good. Dylan might have turned the corner. I hope so. God, I hope so. That mm. would be wonderful. I've watched uh, definitely the first preseason game. I watched that like twice, and I watched the second one tonight. It ended like right before we started recording. Yeah, I saw the end of it, yeah. But what do you think about the Grizzlies? Who needs to get more minutes? How many minutes do they have Bane projected? Young Josh Lloyd has got Bane at, and this is, I mean, he doesn't fucking. He clearly does not know anything about Jock Desmond Bain. He's got it fourteen minutes a game, but if Bain's dropping threes and playing decent defense, mm-hmm. he could he could jump Grayson Island and mm-hmm. Kyle Anderson in the rotation, for instance. And Winslow's out to start with mm-hmm. the hip thing. So Bain, I, if Bain's dropping threes and able to play competent defense, then you never know. I certainly could not try to project out the whole league. And they're rookies. Yeah, it's tough. I was just curious what the pro thought. 14, 15. No, it's, it's, it's right. fun. To, it's certainly fun to look at. And then he's also projecting like, well, maybe he'll get more minutes in the, at the end of the year when the Grizzlies are out of the playoff race. But as we know, they'll be the one seed. So Brandon Clark off the bench was 183rd in minutes. 58 games played, four starts. I feel like he gets forgotten about a lot. Oh, because he doesn't start, and he wasn't a lottery pick. Uh, Yeah, maybe a little bit. He's a four-year college guy. He's not, like, 19 or anything. Yeah, but he he is reliable as hell to hit that little eight-foot jumper every time. Oh, he's so efficient. Like, his efficiency numbers are off the roof. But, yeah, if he could get more minutes, that would be nice. But I don't know if he fits in with – he can't start when Jaron and Valanciunas are healthy. Oh, no, I agree with you. I'm just saying that, you know, I I feel like he just forget when you when – I'm saying more of like when you're talking about the future of the Grizzlies and the younger players, I feel like you always hear John and Jaron first, and then it's like, oh, well, shit, we got Brian, or, uh, uh, Brandon Clark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part of that's probably just because he was a rookie last year, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Brandon Clark will have a good year, and people will start noticing more, I think. I think most people like him. But, yeah, I, I see what you mean by he gets forgot because he's kind of buried behind all these sh- other shiny toys. Next. We got Miami, and uh, you got Jimmy Butler and Bam out of Bayou thereabouts at 34 minutes each, and then it falls off a little bit with Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and Dragic. I think it's. I think there's not much to say about Miami. Their team's the same. It's essentially the same team that they had the 
the finals. Well, now you're adding Precious Achua onto that team. Huh. That's that's true. Was he uh, projected at, about 14 minutes a game? He's at nine minutes a game. Okay. He doesn't have his body fat on here, but I'm guessing he might struggle a little bit. But uh, what do I know? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I I don't really have much to say about Miami. Jimmy Butler's gonna be the alpha, and Bam's gonna hopefully get a little bit better. And Tyler Hero is going to be draining threes, and same with Duncan Robinson. So, here's something interesting: Kendrick Nunn and Jimmy Butler are 60 and 61 in minutes played last season. Hmm. And way up at number nine is Bam Adam Bayo, and at 20 is Duncan Robinson. Where does he have Duncan Robinson projected for next year minutes per game? He has got Duncan at. Fourth on the Heat at 29 minutes a game. Hmm. Interesting, considering he's 20th in the league last year. So he thinks he's going to take a set a step back. Sounds like. Well, they got Iguodala now mm-hmm. um, for the True. full seasons at True. about 18 minutes a game, and then they, they signed Avery Bradley. Did they have him last year? I feel like Avery Bradley was out of the bubble. Yeah, he was so, uh, Lakers, and then he didn't go to the bubble. Yeah, so I think. You got Bradley and Iguodala, so those dudes. I think he's projecting that they will eat into their minutes, and and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, not at all. Very interesting. All right, Miami's just running it back, <laughs> basically with Avery Bradley as an add-on, um, which is and, and I precious to chew it. Let's not forget. Hero's probably going to be better than 146th in the league for minutes. Yeah. We all expect big things from Miami again. I don't expect them to take any kind of step back or anything like that. No, Miami would be fine. All right, we got four, 14 teams left. I'm going to go take a quick all right. urination break. Take a break. We good? Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. If you're good, I'm good. I can do this all night. I don't give a shit. I'm going to hop off here. When are you leaving? Right now? Yeah, yeah, I gotta head out. All right, man. Thanks for coming appreciate on. Appreciate you, you. Yeah, yeah, man. I holler at y'all later. All right, man. See ya. All right. So we were at Miami. We we were at Miami, and now we are at a very quick one. We can zip through the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, Giannis. He's got Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday all at thirty-two minutes a game. And Giannis is kind of always hovering around that 32-minute-a-game mark, which is good for him. It's interesting that he's played such low minutes and still won the MVP. Mm-hmm. So he's got – Josh Lowe's got DiVincenzo being essentially their fourth most important or at least fourth highest minutes guy. Okay. And he's got – obviously got Lopez, Brooke Lopez. And what's interesting is Bobby Portis is on the team. And DJ Augustine is on the team as well. Those are two new additions for the box. Chris Middleton was 82nd last year. What was Giannis at? Do you have that? I bet he was around thereabouts. Giannis was 67th. Yeah, more of the same from Milwaukee. Drew Holiday was 30th in the league last year for the Pelicans. So that's heavy usage. He'll probably take a drop in usage, you would assume, for this season, right? You would think so. If that's what Milwaukee does, Milwaukee's not playing their guys 40 minutes a game. 
He'll take a drop in minutes, Drew Holiday, but I don't, I don't think he'll uh, his stats will suffer. I think he'll still have a, a huge impact on that Milwaukee roster. That's what I think. I think so too. Yeah. Anything else for the next one? Uh, that's all I got with those guys. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. It's a run it back team. Next. Yeah. Minnesota's next. A kind of another semi interesting. They've added Rubio and Anthony Edwards. Towns is obviously the top minutes guy for them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this has got to be a big season for Towns a little bit. Like he's got to carry the team to the playoffs, right? You. <laughs> So we'll, you know. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Russell or Towns. Ah, God, I don't like that roster at all. I don't know what the, how they're going to use Rubio. I imagine he'll be underused coming off the bench probably, huh? Rubio's I, coming. I, he's coming from being the 52nd player in the league in minutes last year with Phoenix. He may start. I don't know what they're going to do with Rubio. I think they're going to play... You would think he'd come off the bench, but they, I, just, I just do not like that roster. I don't. I'm not. I'm just not a D'Angelo fan or a Cat fan. I, don't, I think there's something wrong with those dudes. <laughs> I for, for me, like being kind of an inside outsider on this team, living here but not really caring about the Timberwolves that much. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's. I think it's perfectly fine, and I would. And under normal times, be perfectly happy to go watch half a dozen Timberwolves games in person, and just see what what I see with this roster. I kind of I kind of like it. I'd like to see. I I will pay attention to it. I I think there's upside. I don't know if they'll reach that upside though. I think the I mean the Grizzlies just waxed them their asses tonight. What the Grizzlies won by? It's preseason, but they did dominate the shit out of them when it counted when all the starters were in. The Grizzlies were winning. They were dominating. Well, it, it just feels like that Taylor Jenkins has got a system. Those, those dudes buy in. And then, you know, the Wolves are just kind of floating around out there with uh, yeah Ryan Saunders. I don't know if I'm reading this right, but Minnesota's leading minute, guys. I mean, it's Josh Okogie. Yeah, he was big minutes last year. Jarrett Culver. Well, Cat was obviously, I think he was number one last year. Where? He had to have been, dude. Yeah, Towns played, well, he played 35 games last year. Okay, so he's low in total minutes. He was banged up. Yeah. But he averaged about 34 minutes a game. Okay, that's why he's not on here. Yeah, here he is, 214. I don't know. I look at Towns, and I see a big man that likes to take the easy jumpers. D'Angelo, right. I just don't trust him. That's uh, trouble. If I'm Minnesota, I'm sending it all to Houston. Give me some James Harden. <laughs> what? <laughs> just Harden for Towns. <laughs> Send it all. Clean house. I don't know. Maybe you try to get a third team in mixed in so you don't just have James Harden. Maybe you can... Get somebody, maybe you can get like LaMarcus Aldridge off of San Antonio or something. (laughs) Towns is here to stay. Yeah, it's a shame, man. Ugh. I just, I'm not buying it. I don't like him. 
I like all the NBA players, but when I look at Towns and I look at his face, I don't like it. It's a weird one where they got like two guys that I especially dislike on the same team. <laughs> I can't explain it, <laughs> but it is. I've never really been a D'Angelo fan. I don't think either one of those guys are necessarily a leader or like highly motivated. They've, they're just like Towns is just tall and D'Angelo is like, he's like gotten by with natural ability for so long that I don't think he really knows what it means to like really work. I just don't, I could be way off, but that's what it looks like from my seat. Maybe it's not fair for me to say that. Yeah. Just got, yeah, I'm with you. Just got a little bit. Like, I, I think this is a year make or break. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Um, after the Timberwolves, we oh, have the. Oh, hang on, I'm sorry. I will say that I think the key to Minnesota is Rubio. I will say that I think he's a good dude to have around, and if you don't use him right, you're just wasting his fucking time. Who's next? The Pelicans. All right. So we have Ingram and Zion thereabouts. Okay. About the same. Ingram's a little bit ahead, but you know you got Ingram, Zion, Lonzo, uh, as far as their young guys, and then you have Bledsoe and Stephen Adams, and Redick as the next three. You know. Okay. It's an interesting roster, and then they have Josh Hart and Jackson Hayes, a couple of the other young guys. Bit of young and old on that roster. Yeah. Ingram Ingram just signed that max contract. Obviously, Zion, you want to see him play heavy minutes, right? Or just have a big a big feature role, whether it's, you know, not necessarily heavy James Harden minutes, but heavy heavy Giannis minutes, you know. Oh yeah, like okay. De- deliberate usage, you know, and short short amount of time basically. Brandon Ingram, thirty third overall in the NBA in minutes played last year. Yeah. Josh Hart, 102. J.J. Redick, 136. Just bench guy stuff. What will New Orleans do? Hopefully play their young guys a lot. That would be ideal. Stan Ben Gundy, we're looking at you. Steve, Stan, Steve. <laughs> All right, the next one is one of, our, one of my favorites to think about. Okay. And one of my least favorites to think about. It's the New York Knicks and Tom Thibodeau. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Knicks. Let's flip those minutes upside down. Our, oh my gosh. RJ it just looks Barrett. it's oh, it's just so terrible. Look at their top minutes, guys. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Top six. Oh we'll go top seven or eight. Oh oh my god, this roster is terrible. So you get RJ Barrett at thirty-four minutes, Julius Randle at thirty-two minutes. Alfred Payton at 31 minutes. Alec Burks at 30 minutes. Nerlens Noel at 25 minutes. Mitchell Robinson at 23 minutes. Obi Toppin and Frank Nicotina, whatever. Austin, I mean, it, I, I got nothing to say. This is just garbage. Oh, my gosh. Julius Randle in the top 40 for minutes last oh, year. Oh. RJ Barrett, 111. I mean, you got to give the keys to RJ, right? I guess so. Yeah, you have to. What else are you doing? Give the man a ball. Let him shoot. I think. 
the Robinson. Is it Mitchell Robinson? Yeah, that center. That he could have a he could step it up this year. Yeah, I just don't know if Thibodeau's going to play like a. I, uh, Tib- I mean, fuck. Well, it, <laughs> let's check back mess. in with them after a couple of weeks. Yeah, let's do it. I have nothing to say about the Knicks. Moving on. Let's move to the let, next let's... train wreck. Hold on, hold Actually, on, just... hold on, hold on. I'm making a list of teams we need to check back in on. So far, it's like the like rosters we want to see what they're doing with Knicks and who else was it? Cleveland. I, I don't want to see what Cleveland's doing, but you can sure. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of like all those. Yeah, bo- Detroit, Cleveland, bottom tier teams: Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, yeah, New York. Like I kind of am interested to see if they do anything to make themselves better. Hmm. And plus, they have all the young guys. You know, the young guys that are fun to yeah. watch. All right, we'll we'll keep up with those. At some point, we'll get it more into those rosters. Maybe, maybe. All right, next. We got OKC, which this should come as no surprise. You've got Shea Gildas Alexander as the leading, projected leading minutes guy. And then, like, the next two, Darius Baisley and some Dort. I don't know who this Dort guy is, but Dort. Dort. Yeah. He's an undrafted guy, I think. Okay. He was big last year for our OKC. Okay, and then Al Horford, George Hill, and then a bunch of who the hell knows who these other guys are. Dort is like I the mean, they're, underdog, you know? He's their D'Anthony Melton. Gotcha. <laughs> he can shoot. I mean, he's got he's got Shea averaging 25 points a game. Oh, Shea, Shea, he's got the keys, definitely, Yeah, I would say. He started... He, Started seventy out of seventy games last year. It was eighth in minutes played in the league. Wow! Yeah, that's up there in the uh, twenty four hundred with like James Harden, Damian Lillard. All right, Shay, uh, OKC is looking at you, brother. You think he's got it? You think he's going to be the shit? I think they're going to lose a lot of games this year, and we'll see. I think he'll be good. I don't know if he's going to be the shit, but I think he'll be good. He shoots a high enough field goal percentage. Yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, if uh, the price is right tomorrow night, I'll draft him. Yeah, yeah. I think you're. Uh, you you kind of took the words out of my mouth. Uh, for fantasy, I'm buying stock in Shea. If you know, if the price is right. Thirty-four percent from three is not great, especially when you're only making eighty-seven of them. Like to yeah, see but that. he's going to be just—he's going to be throwing up everything. It doesn't matter. And in fantasy, sometimes that you know you want efficiency, but you also you want volume too. You want someone that might find that efficiency and volume at the same time, and he's a good candidate to do that. Yeah. I mean, his percentage, his three-point percentage isn't that far off from, like, Donovan Mitchell, but Donovan Mitchell took twice as many shots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Shea, if the price is right, that's a good way to look at him. Chris Paul last year was 18th in the league in minutes for OKC. I don't really know what else they have. What else do they have? Is there anybody else worth – what's their second guy? Al Horford. Oh. Um, those, 
Dort Dort and Baisley. Okay, so they're gonna probably not play Al very much. That's the projection, anyways. No. Okay. Al at thirty minutes a game, basically. But that's still significant. So we'll see. Gallo Gallinari was a big minute guy for them last year too, at eighty sixth yeah. in the league. All right. Want to move on? Yeah, let's go on to Orlando. You got Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, and Fultz, and Fournier. I think that's kind of they're just rolling it back. Nothing terribly new there. I don't really feel like there's a whole lot to say. Aaron Gordon's going to figure it out, or he's not. Vucevic is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. But, you know, centers don't get a ton of run unless you're Jokic. And then Fultz, I think, is the wild card. And that's going to be – I hope he figures it out. It'll be super fun if he does. Yeah, I've watched Fultz play a little bit of preseason this year already. Shot don't look right. It doesn't. Mm-mm. Hmm. It looks weird. It looks f- contrived. Like he's forcing it to try to do something. Vucevic, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, he was 56th in minutes last year in the league. Eric Gordon, very close at 50. So that's their front court. That should be a good front court. I guess, what is Aaron? Is Aaron Gordon a three or a four? He's a four. Yeah. He's like a aging athletic four. It's Blake, an aging Blake Griffin. I've drafted him in fantasy basketball before and regretted it. I don't think I'll ever experiment with him again. He's 25. Yeah. He could still get better, but now's the time to start working, whatever he's doing. Orlando, yeah, that's another one of those teams that I kind of want to keep an eye on and see if they can do anything. You know, Orlando could possibly be a team that somebody like Houston could make a trade with. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Orlando's got lots of guys. And I would assume a lot of picks because they don't make a lot of trades. Hmm. All right. It is Florida. (laughs) Yeah, it is. All right. On to Philly. This one's nice segue with Houston conversation. Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. Top minutes guy. Okay. Not much to talk about. Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Seth Curry, and Danny Green. Rolling it back, basically. They did trade for some shooters. Got rid of Al Horford, who was essentially redundant, I feel like. I mean, Horford's good, but a little redundant. So they traded a really good player for some better role pl- up upgrade and role players, basically. So Simmons, yeah, we'll see. Simmons can stay healthy. He should be their top minutes guy. He's young. Should be fun to watch. Yeah, with Simmons, he's a little lower on the minutes played last year, I think because he missed about 13 games or 14 games, somewhere in that range with injuries. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's got to stay healthy. But, yeah, he should be their leading minute guy, Ben Simmons. Tobias Harris was sixth in the NBA in minutes played last year. That's way up there. That's way up there in Damian Lillard, James Harden territory. But yeah, Simmons. Simmons has got to be the guy, right? He is. Yeah. Do you buy stocking him on fantasy? <laughs> uh, I'm in my, I'm not actively going to seek him out, but it depends on what's going on. 
Yeah. Take them cheap. Dollar, sure. Dollar. Good luck. We did Philly. Now we're on to Pahonics. Pahonics. Uh, this one's pretty straightforward as well. You're going to have the big three, Booker, Aiton, and Chris Paul. Aiton. How many games did you play? What do they have Mikel Bridges' minutes looking like? Uh, right there with Chris Paul at 32 minutes. Okay. So up there. All right. Mikel Bridges was 46th in minutes last year. Chris Paul was 18th. We expect Chris Paul to take a little bit of a break on the minutes in Phoenix. Is that what we're thinking? Yeah. Okay. And then Devin Booker was second in the league in minutes played by about one game behind somebody who's probably coming up next. Uh, what do they have uh, Dario at? 18 minutes. Really? That's low. Mm-hmm. That's really low. I think he plays more than that, but okay. I don't know what the odds are for Phoenix to win the championship, but this is like such a weird year that I'd be willing to not really bet, but I'd like to, I could go out on the limb and say they're going to win the championship. Interesting. You think this is it for Chris Paul? I just think that it's going to be such a weird year that we just don't know what's going to happen. And if you had to bet on a team, I don't know. Actually, their team looks pretty pretty pitiful to win a championship. So, yeah, so maybe I retract, I retract that. I mean, you got Booker, Aiton, Paul, which is good, but then it goes Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, Sarge, Cameron Payne, Javon Carter. Yeah, they're not. Now hang on a winning. second. Now hang on a second. Don't you down talk Bridges? Bridges is a hell of a player. So is Jay Crowder. They're a good eighth man, but man, shit, hang they're on. not winning the title. Yeah, what are the odds? You're probably right with that, but let me look at championship odds for Phoenix. The Suns are plus four thousand. All right, to win a championship, which means you bet a hundred dollars to win forty-one hundred dollars. So put a grand on the Suns. A grand will get you forty-one thousand. It's a down payment on a house. Bo, can I borrow a thousand dollars? Sure. <laughs> let's go in on this. Have these. All right. Anyway, the Next. Suns will be good, but oh. they're not going to win the championship. No, I think that's a little high for aspirations. I think the changing the culture into a winning culture, is, like you've said before, is probably where the bar is at. I don't think it's a championship team either. Yeah, they'll be good. And that's kind of lame for Chris Paul. Like he's on his team, and like the best they can do is just be good. Uh, he's not getting any younger. Chris Paul's gonna, is he going to be one of those guys that just never got one? Yes, he's going to be the Barkley yeah. Malone type. It's going to be like him and James Harden, Westbrook. It's going to be like they're going to be calling games in fucking 10 years. <laughs> Chris Paul's going to be working for TNT. <laughs> State Farm, State Farm, TNT, TNT, State Farm, State Farm, TNT. <laughs> next, next, next. Let's go. All right, let's do this. Uh, we've already, we really kind of did cover this one. Portland, mm-hmm. Dame is going to be their top minutes guy. CJ, right there with them. 
You get Nurkic, hopefully healthy, Covington, which is a big ad for them. And you get Derek Jones, Gary, Gary Trent Jr., Mellow, Hood, Cantor. A good team. Mm-hmm. Playoff team. Mm-hmm. Some would but say championship team. I would not say that. But uh, yeah, it's, again, pretty cut and dry. This is a team, I can, huh? I say I can move on unless you've got something to say. Yes. This is a team that in the bubble relied on like seven guys for their fucking roster. Yeah. CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard were both in the top five for minutes played last season. Lillard at five, and that's only because he only played 66 games. And CJ McCollum at first in the league in minutes played last year played 70 games. Terry Stotts over there, he's running these two guys into the ground. <laughs> It's and but they're probably fine no with choice. it. They're, they, yeah. I'm sure they're fine with it. Like, yes, I need to be on the court every game, all game. Win now. Don't prepare for the future. I'm for it. I like Portland. I think they got better. Definitely with Covington, absolutely. Covington and... Littering and... Covington and... Cantor. Cancer, I guess. Well, they're adding Nur- Nurkic back. He was in the bubble, but Harry Giles. Really... Oh, okay. Harry Giles. I watched him play some preseason. Harry Giles. Derek had... Jones, too, I guess. I watched Portland play Sacramento, and Harry Giles and Robin Robert Covington both looked really good. Preseason. It's preseason. That's what Roser would say. It's preseason. Next, we are on to the De'Aaron Foxes, the Harrison Barnes, the Heels, and the Bagleys, and the Whitesides mm-hmm. in Sacramento. Harrison Barnes, fourth in the league in minutes last year. Fox is number one. Harrison Barnes is tied with Fox at 34 minutes. Then it goes Heald, Marvin Bagley. Um, Heald's at 29, Bagley's at 27, and Whiteside's at 23, tied with Rashad Holmes hmm. and Tyrese Halliburton. Ah, rookie. All right, Buddy Heald was 16th in the league in minutes last year, playing 72 games, starting in 44. Yeah, what do we expect from them? Where's De'Aaron Fox? De'Aaron Fox missed a bunch of games on injuries. Yeah. What do we expect from them? Fucking nothing. I don't have expectations. Bagley have a good year. Sure. He's got to stay healthy, huh? Yeah. There's no expectations for Sacramento. They're on the the list of teams in bad shape that I kind of want to keep up with and see if they can do anything. That's a team we should check back in with. I agree. A month down the road, see what's going on. I'm making a list. I'm keeping a fucking list. All right. We got... One, five teams left. Let's go. We've got our four teams. The Spurs, Ten. which, I, I mean, they've done nothing, and I don't actually care. Sorry, Shea Serrano. <laughs> uh, you got DeMar Rosen, LaMarcus Aldridge. I think they're going to be, those guys are all at 34 minutes a game. And then DeJounte Murray, if he's healthy off that ACL. He's young and presumably will play some minutes. 
Then you got Derek White and a bunch of nobodies. Rudy Gay. Including Rudy, including Rudy Gay, Mr. Nobody. Yeah, their whole team is about in the 120 range for minutes played in the season last year. Yeah, and I really have nothing to say about the Spurs. Yeah. Like talk about they'll the Spurs, the Spurs we like people used to think the Spurs were boring, right? Mm-hmm. And that was when they had Tim Duncan, Manu, and Tony Parker. But now they don't have those guys and they're still playing the same type of basketball. It's still boring. But now they're not winning. <laughs> It'll be lucky to be around five hundred. So I, I think we can unless you have something to say, I'm ready to move on. I think uh Spurs fans might be ready to move on. Yeah. The next team is Toronto, and they're actually pretty interesting. Lowry's getting on up there, and he's projected to be about 35 minutes a game. Then you have Fred Van Fleet with that huge new contract at about 35 minutes a game. Then Pascal Siakam again at 35 minutes a game. And then you have OG Ananobi at 32, Norman Powell at 27, and then the 34-year-old Aaron Baines at 26. Okay. Yeah, I think if Lowry can stay healthy, he's going to keep rolling it out there. And then Van Fleet is, dude, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Undersized and underdog. And then if Siakam can put it together, Raptors in the East, I think they could be good. They have a good coach. Mm-hmm. I don't think a whole lot to add. They lost Gasol, added Baines. It looks like their workhorses are OG and Obi and, and Powell, Fred Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. Or like their big time minutes guys. Those guys were in the uh, around fifty in the league in minutes last year. Kyle Lowry was thirty fourth in minutes last year, only playing fifty eight games. So he's definitely a workhorse. <laughs> he played. We all know. <laughs> dude, he played twelve less games than everybody else, and he's still thirty fourth in minutes. Oh, yeah, it's the same thing with Toronto. He's just going to keep doing it, huh? Roll it back, yeah. Then Roll. we got Utah, which is Utah's much of the same. Outside of the bubble, they have, I got Boyan Bogdanovich back, and it's Conley's second year. But Mitchell's their top minute guy, uh, tied with Gobert. They're obviously going to try and roll that, that marriage back. Mm-hmm. I think Mitchell thought Gobert gave him the COVID, but as we all know, Mitchell could have easily given. Go bear the COVID, you know. There's, or it could have been, you know, who knows? At that point in March, no one knows. You know, the guy that was actually more likely to go out to meet various girls up about town, they probably bought the COVID back to the team. So, so who, no, who knows? There's no, there's no saying. Yeah, that's my point. And I, again, I think that the Jazz are essentially rolling it back. The only new guys they got, they got favors returning. <laughs> Shaq Harrison was a was a free agent signing or trade. I don't remember which. Much of the same for Utah. You got anything to add? Jingles. What is his minutes? They have J- young Josh Lloyd has got his fellow countrymen Jingles at twenty seven. Okay. Eight points, three rebounds, and four and a half assists. Interesting. Jingles was twenty fifth in the league in minutes. <laughs> Uh, Donovan and Rudy, 10 and 12. It looks like they last year they leaned on Donovan, Rudy, and Jingles. The heaviest. Yep. Is there a new player? Derek Favors, that's it. Yeah. 
Like that Shaq Shaq Harrison. Boyan was not in the bubble and he will be back. Are the top what I mean is are the top three minute projection guys Mitchell, Rudy, and Angles? No, it's if he's Josh Lloyd has got it, Mitchell, Gobert, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich, okay. Conley, Royce O'Neal, and then Jingles. Bogdanovich was thirty seventh in the league in minutes last year. So he moves ahead of Ingles in the projected minutes per game. Yeah. All right. Next. Last team, we've got the Wizards of Washington. You've got Beal at 36 minutes, Westbrook at 35 minutes, and then it kind of drops off to the the rest of the Thomas Bryant, Hachimura, and Bertans. All about 29 minutes a game. So it's it's the Beal and Westbrook show. Mm Mm-hmm. And Robin Lopez is the new addition, other than Westbrook. And that's about it. Beal was 42nd in the league in minutes. Only played 57 games. That's pretty good. That's heavy. That means he's playing heavy minutes last year. Mm-hmm. Westbrook's, I don't even know where he is. I'm not even going to try to find him. He didn't play enough. That's going to be a fun one to watch. I'm going to watch Washington games. I'm a huge fan of Russell Westbrook. I don't give a shit what anybody says about his shooting. Or whether or not he can win, I'm a huge fan. I think the Wizards did a great job. You got a chance to get Westbrook. I feel like if you're any team and you're not getting a guy like that that's available, then you're fucking up. That's what I think. Yeah. Go Wizards. It took balls to make that trade. I like it. I agree. Mm -hmm. It definitely took balls to make that trade. I think so. I commend it. Who's next up yeah. to Washington? Nobody? But that's it. We did it. Holy shit, man. Did you have any idea it was going to take an hour? I thought it might. I thought we could rifle through it. What's the takeaway? What's the closing? We just kind of ran through the teams and re-familiarized ourselves with who's doing what and who's doing nothing. I thought it was fun. I'm for it. Yeah. Beats all this stuff I had. For the show this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not getting to it. I gotta I gotta I gotta hit the road here. Yeah. Before I let you go, our draft is tomorrow for fantasy basketball. It's the biggest day of the year, essentially. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell us who you're gonna be targeting? Um after Demarcus Cousins, LaMarcus Aldridge, and DeMar DeRozan. Those are my top three. Smart man. Targets. Okay. Keep that in mind. Actually, you know, I don't really know. Like, the the back end of all these teams is... It's really important for that 20-team league, and it's hard to really know what those rotations are going to be. I don't know. It's not going to be a good year. I don't know. Yeah, the COVID thing is... It's going to throw it all out of whack. It might be a good idea not to put all your eggs into one basket this year. Right. You want to, you want depth. Yeah. So nominate the James Harden of the world first. Yeah. Let everybody buy up those. I don't know if I want to put all my money into one or two players. Yeah. We will see. It'll probably be a sporadic judgment call on the clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Usually just yeah. drink a lot and wing these things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
You got to go. Oh yeah, I, I I should I should I should go. You got anything else for me? You're going to do your gambling. You should go. Bo. Thank you for coming on this week. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Uh Josh is gone. So you're free to go. You stayed on longer than he did. We'll have our uh, we should uh maybe we should get a, a Zoom going during the draft tomorrow. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. But you, you, I don't know if you can zoom and draft on your phone at the same time. Yeah, that's the thing. I would be doing it all on a phone. We'll see if we can figure something out. We'll see. All right. All right, man. Thank you. All right, take it easy. Yep. All right. Just for me and the listeners. Didn't have to work Friday night, which was kind of nice. So I watched some of the first preseason games that happened. Watched a little bit of the Knicks-Detroit game. Obi Toppin for the Knicks. He looks pretty all right. His first game with the Knicks looked pretty good, pretty solid. Second game, he didn't look so great, but, you know, he's a rookie. I think the Knicks got something good there to work with for their future. I watched the Lakers Clippers a little bit. It was interesting watching Montrez, Harrell. He looked good. With LeBron and AD out, it looked like he, they were kind of centering everything around him. He looked like a force on the court. The Lakers look so damn good. They're winning these preseason games without, I don't know, like eight of their guys on their roster that aren't playing. That's promising. If you're a Lakers fan, you're feeling pretty good right now, I'm sure. Let's see. What else did I watch? Uh, yeah, we talked about it earlier. Portland, Sacramento. Harry Giles, big fan. He looks good. I don't think Sacramento has done nearly enough to their roster to be good. I'll probably be betting against Sacramento all year. These lower-tier teams, Sacramento, Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, New York, they're going to be easy teams to bet against. (laughs) Hopefully I don't get too caught up in that and just get stuck into like trap games with them. Uh, let's see, Saturday, Memphis played Minnesota. Saw a little bit of Anthony Edwards. He doesn't look great. Yeah, he's a rookie, and it's his first NBA preseason games, but be keeping an eye on him to see if he looks like a number one draft pick. Another thing with the Lakers was this uh, young guy, Taylon Horton Tucker. This guy's looked very good. Going deep into their roster with this guy. He had a 33-point game, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals on Sunday. He was the 46th pick in the 2019 draft. And with all these guys not playing for the Lakers, he's had minutes. He's playing like 40 minutes a game. It just shows how good the Lakers can be. Should COVID-19 hit L.A.? They're in a big market. A lot of people in Los Angeles. If he has to play, like they know that they have something in this like 20-year-old kid that they can kind of use. They can kind of rely on him, I think, a little bit. He's 6'4", but he's got like a 7'1 wingspan. Young guy with uh, his whole career ahead of him. He's a guy to look out for. He's a guy to keep an eye on. An up-and-comer. Tail insanity. 
I thought it was kind of cool to see this kind of an unknown just go off in these preseason games. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Grizzlies preseason, looking great. Grizz look awesome. I was watching the Wolves announcers tonight on TV, and they couldn't say enough about the Grizzlies. They applauded the front office. They said the players are doing well. They're clearly big fans of John Morant. The Grizzlies have some impact players. Desmond Bain, he's exactly what I thought he would be so far. He looked a little winded in games. I don't think he's played much in a very long time since college ball stopped in March or whatever. Grayson Allen's shooting doesn't look quite there yet. So hopefully he'll get some more preseason run, get his rhythm. Uh, I've been happy with what I've seen out of DeAnthony Melton. Tuna, he's looked good, played really well. He's The energy's there. John Morant's looked great. The first preseason game against Minnesota, you get 20 points, 11 assists, and 25 minutes. Can't ask for much more than that. Minnesota's bench, not looking good. Yeah, I just, I don't know what to say about Minnesota's bench. It's, that team, that whole team, just blow, it just, like, I can't quite wrap my head around it, what they're trying to do. And it's too bad because Minnesota fans, they might have high expectations. They might be looking at Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell and thinking that they have something, but I just don't think you do. did hear something interesting on the Wolves broadcast about the officials. So in, they played two games up in Minnesota, one Saturday, one Monday, and it was the same officials in both games. It'll be interesting if that continues through the course of the season. I don't know. I, it, it sounded like the league doesn't really have a plan, but they want to cut down travel as much as possible. So this could be a thing that we see throughout the season where uh, you go to play that little mini series for two games somewhere, and you're going to have the same officials for both games, which would be very strange. I mean, <laughs> that's just, uh, we've never seen anything like that. What does that mean? Well, if an official maybe doesn't appreciate the attitude or something that went on with a player in the first game, does that carry on? Does, that gr does he hold a grudge into the second game? Does that affect the outcome of the next game in any way? Be interesting to see. I guess the referees, they fly commercial. They don't have private jets. So the league is going to want to cut down on their travel as much as possible so they don't come up with uh, missing refs because of COVID. I don't know. I haven't really leaned into preseason as much as I would like. I flipped on, like, the Warriors game, and then I remembered Wiseman wasn't playing, so I was kind of out on that. I think it's about time to do gambling this week and get out of here. That's what I think. I cannot wait for the NBA to start. I, can't, I, I don't typically gamble on NBA preseason games. It's just too much weird shit going on, too unpredictable, too silly, too much garbage time. The whole second half sometimes can be garbage time. I don't fuck with the preseason. But I cannot wait for the NBA to start so I can start mixing in a couple NBA games in with some NFL games. 
and just make bigger parlays that are worth more money. Things like that I'm looking forward to. Let's see. Last week, we got close again. We had a five-game parlay. We got four of them right. Tampa Bay won and covered. Indy won and covered. Seattle won and covered. Green Bay won. They did not cover, but they won, and we had them on the money line. So it came down to one last game again, and it was New Orleans against Philly. New Orleans lost by a last-second field goal. I feel like I'm having deja vu right now. We've come so close so many weeks, and then it's like the last game, and it's or, or it's something weird that happened. I cannot believe New Orleans lost to Philly at all. That was the last game I was worried about. I was way more worried about Green Bay or Tampa Bay. or What do you say? I can't believe it. But it didn't work. It didn't happen. So let's move on to next week. There were some other games we liked. We had like a all underdog parlay going. Miami plus seven and a half. They did beat the spread. They only lost by six to Kansas City. That's pretty good for Miami. Uh, I think I had them on the money line, though, so that was really actually was a loss. The New York Giants lost to Arizona. New York's not quite there yet. Maybe next year. But to lose to Arizona, I uh, felt like that was kind of like a statement game where if they had won, I would have believed in them a bit more. But... They're just not quite there. Uh, Buffalo did beat Pittsburgh. They beat them by 11. Last week, Pittsburgh was favored in that game, and then they lost to Washington, and it swung the other way to where Buffalo was favored. So Buffalo, I like them. Beating Pittsburgh, giving them their second loss of the year. Buffalo's good. It's time to bet heavily on Buffalo, I think. There was one other game we liked, but it wasn't like an underdog. It was the Rams, favored six over New England. The Rams won. They won by 21. New England, I still don't believe in you. Not a big Cam fan. The Rams, I like. I like the Rams. I think the Rams can continue to win games against middle-tier teams like New England. Let's move up to week 15 picks. Man, I wish I had more confidence in this. Just after, what is it, like three or four weeks now? We've just been one game off. I'm losing faith in the NFL picks. But we're going to keep doing it just because I want to hit one. I'm going to keep playing parlays. I think I can. I mean, I've thought. I was picking winners for the last three, four weeks, but we're going to roll out another one. Kansas City's playing New Orleans this week. Kansas City's favored three and a half over New Orleans. I think New Orleans can upset them. But then again, New Orleans just lost to Philly. But Kansas City did beat Miami. So there's a little bit of plus on each side. Uh, either way, that looks to be a super good game and a fun game to watch. It's in New Orleans. I think if New Orleans loses, it'll be like a field goal. I don't know. It's tough. It's going to be a big game. Statement game for sure. 
the other picks are all money line picks. Buffalo is favored six and a half over Denver. We're going Buffalo money line. Green Bay is favored eight and a half over Carolina. We're taking Green Bay money line. Miami is favored two and a half over New England. I'm going to take Miami money line. That's the one that I'm not super sure about, but I think Miami's a better team than New England. And Miami's coming off of a close loss. New England just got kind of whooped up on. I think I'm going Miami on that one. I like Miami. Money line. Baltimore over Jacksonville. Money line. Rams are favored 17 over the Jets. We'll just take the money line on the Rams. Pittsburgh is favored 11.5 over Cincinnati. We're going Pittsburgh. Money line over Cincy. That's six picks if you're keeping count. If you can get six money line picks right that should pay out pretty damn decently i may just go ahead and put like i don't know five hundred dollars on that parlay i think that's gonna pretty much do it for me tonight laddie sorry we missed you this week hopefully you'll be back next week josh thank you for coming on this week i was just kidding about that hvac salesman thing by the way Bo, thank you, as always, for being here. Uh, Thank you to everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. of mine cry